This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello. Uh, check out this. Pretty nice, huh? Nice Stanley Cup champion t-shirt I'm wearing. Very nice, Polly. Very nice. Um, speaking of t-shirts, I have something completely unrelated, and that is our ad read. <laughs> So it's not quite time for the madness that is college basketball in March, but that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players a chance to cash $100. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week, and if your team makes it, rain your cash $100. That's right. All it takes for for one three-pointer being hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into a $100. Sounds like a no-brainer. Because it is. This slam dunk of an offer won't be around forever, so head to the App Store now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Get in on all of the action. If you're If basketball isn't for you, because you like real sports, DraftKings Sportsbook has daily odds on hockey, soccer, and so much more. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its customers since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That is promo code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network for New customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot. Remember, it's DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code THPN. If you don't have a sports betting app, definitely get this one. Use our code. Reap the benefits. And if it makes you feel any better, you'll be helping us too. Thank us later. Thank us later. Boom. All right. That being said, Polly, um, pop some tabs. Yep. One, two, three. Oh boy. So you know what, Polly? I know that you insist on not being quiet during our sound check because it's been well documented how loud and noisy you are. But. I mean, I was going nowhere with that. I just wanted to rip on you for that. How's that feel? Did I do that today? Yeah, you were just typing on your on your laptop during sound check. Yeah, you're right. Do you realize that comes through the mic in a loud way? <clears throat> I'm an agent of chaos. <laughs> you are. Hmm. And here's the thing, Polly. The reason it's important is because when we do our sound check, it gives me a baseline which is just like the white noise of life. Like, you know, the aliens transmitting their microwave beams from space into our earth atmosphere. We have to like cut that out of the recording. And that is, that is, but you know, I mean, is it a big deal? Who knows? I don't know, but um, it makes me laugh every time. 
It does make you laugh. I'm good. I'm glad. Like um, out of fury, only because <laughs> 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 laughing because I've I can't be any more angry about it. <laughs> I I understand the feeling. Um, have you ever seen the movie White Noise? No. Um. Uh. Is it good? Well, it really freaked me out as a kid. I don't know if it'd be as scary now, but it's like, uh, I mean, it's kind of like a, a Sixth Sense type feel. Okay. Um, and it, from what I remember correctly, basically through like recordings and stuff, this guy can hear spirits and such. And uh, it gets it gets pretty wild in there. So, you know, if, you're, if you have some free time, Check out the movie White Noise. Maybe I'll do the same and I'll remember if it's good or not. But um, that's what every time someone talks about White Noise, I just think about that movie and how much I was terrified as a child. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah. Leave it to you to have these kind of somewhat obscure movie uh, references and but not know the classics. <laughs> yeah. Well, and speaking of movies, um, you know, I know this is Thursday, so people have probably all seen it by now. But um, today on Twitter, the Snyder Cut of Justice League, the trailer is now out. Okay. Bro, Justice so League get, sucks. Well, I think they're they're supposedly redoing it on HBO. What? So, Oh, man. You know, uh... Is Supposedly, Ben Affleck going to be the fucking Superman or Batman? I think it's Affleck. I th- I th- yeah, from what I understand, Snyder stopped being the director during filming, and that's why people say it sucked. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyways, Caps fans, today we have a great show for you. Hockey <laughs> Troll Hip Check. Um, I'm going to be talking about bitching uh about late game starts and and uh what how i think it's funny that people are mad Polly, in honor of black history month will be doing his uh take on black history or in the, the 11 caps players who are black who played for the caps um in all of history uh, that was a terrible i'm sorry that was a terrible description of of your but <laughs> If you've been following us on Twitter, uh, Polly has been the mastermind behind some of these great posts. So he's just going to go into a little bit more depth. And uh, if you haven't fallen, uh, he'll kind of somewhat reiterate, but add a little bit of zest to it here. Um, but sorry, Paul, I had to get that out because I'm trying to do a better job of outlining what the episode is in the beginning of the show. But going circling back to the whole DC thing. I, I, they have, the DC universe has totally biffed it. There's only been like one good movie and it's Wonder Woman. Um, everything else has been bad. Just really bad. I, I, not, not entertaining at all. Um, and maybe it's the, maybe it's just the universe, but, uh, you know, when I just see Batman killing people randomly, like that's not, uh, I mean, People are going to argue, I know. Nerds, listen, fucking nerds, I don't care. I don't care <laughs> if, like, the new Batman is a lot darker than, you know, the new animated series or whatever that they're trying to fucking, like, model the whole thing off. I mean, look, I understand that. Batman wasn't supposed to kill people. That was, like, his entire shtick is that he never killed anybody. But, like, 
and I mean, he did kill people. I get it. But like the majority of his villains, he did not kill. And when he's just like blowing up cars with zero regard for human life, nah, dog. Yeah. I mean, I really liked Aquaman and I thought the, the dark Knight series was pretty good. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, sure. But that was like the first, okay. I'll give you the Dark Knight series. Some of the Batman stuff was good, but God, I mean, how many times can you redo Batman? Yeah. Um, I think Marvel is definitely consistently better. I don't think I've seen really a bad Marvel movie. And DC, I feel like I'm 40% could be considered even decent. Yeah, and the thing about it, I know, like, DC is a much more serious, like, medium. The storylines mm-hmm. are a lot more serious and dark and menacing, and that's fine. Uh, I, I'm i cool with that. Um, but, like, here's an example. You can still be, like, animated and have a good time and still be, like, dark and serious. So, one of my favorite animated superhero shows is the justice league like the one with um you know the justice league do you remember this one mm-hmm. yeah like the animated it looked yeah. a lot like the batman dc like old school animated batman series but it was yeah. justice league um <clears throat> it was amazing i had the um you know green lantern uh and uh you know, Wonder Woman, all the, all the, all the peeps. And, and it was cool. Cause they had all the other ones, all the, like all the crazy, um, other tertiary type side characters, which is great. Um, I, I mean, why can't they do something like that for justice league? And maybe they don't have the rights, but God, I mean, they did green lantern with Ryan Reynolds and you'd think like that would be good. It's terrible. Yeah. You know, and I think aside from the Joker, DC's villains are pretty bad. Well, but but they've also I don't think that they've done a good job of picking the good villains either. Yeah. You know, um Oh, I will admit, I think it was pretty cool in Wonder Woman that like she was fighting against the god Ares. Like that's pretty cool. And, you know, obviously Marvel does that because they use Thor. So that was a pretty good villain. But, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, like, making the, I don't know, the Penguin, I think that's kind of a dumb villain. <laughs> well, like, so there's this, like, Dark Side is, like, a really big deal at DC villain. He's, like, kind of like the Thanos level, like, kind of like a, but even more intense. Um, those are all pretty good villains and, and you know, Bane's good and But is Darkseid who did they fight? Was it Darkseid or Doomsday in Batman vs Superman? Uh probably Doomsday. Is it the one that kills Superman? Yeah. That's Doomsday, but I th- think that is fueled by Darkseid. Like Darkseid sent him? I don't know. I'm not not into the I'm not a big DC person, so I don't know. And we've, so Capstones, I don't know if you knew this now, this is a comic book uh, <laughs> podcast. Um, but, you know, Lex Luthor, that's a good one. He's always a good one. 
dark side, you know, Sinestro, I don't know, just interesting stuff, but also DC should just, just quit, just quit, do a good job or quit. That's all. Yeah. And maybe, maybe just stick to Wonder Woman and quit making all the other movies. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Well, sorry for going off on that tangent a little bit. Uh, ha- I did watch uh, Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO. Pretty good. Would recommend it. Maybe I'll um, check that out. Yeah, in light of the Black History Month that we're going to be talking about. Um, definitely recommend that. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've seen lately. Uh, saw that George Clooney movie on... Uh, Netflix, it was okay. Not bad. Um, I watched The Little Things. Denzel Washington in... Uh, what's that guy's name? Remy something? Um, I don't know. And then Jared Leto's in it as well. Uh, Is it an old movie? No, it just came out. It's pretty good. What platform? HBO. Oh, Little Things. All right. I'll check that out. Huge Denzel fan. Yeah, it's it's a mystery. It it's pretty good. All right, cool. Well, Caps fans, there's your um, locked. There's your there's your further quarantine playlist, if you will. Um, but let's uh let's get into some hockey talk, which is what we're here for. Uh, I guess if you're a first time listener and just listening to this, you might think that that's not the case. But this is a hockey podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, let's start off with the hockey trail hip check. What do you think, Pauly? Uh, sounds like uh, we're overdue. This is the hockey troll hip check. All right, Caps fans. Um, I've heard some people are annoyed by games being slated to start at seven as per the NHL app and, you know, national TV scheduling, but they do not sometimes, well, most times start at that time. Instead, they start at, you know, 15, 20, 25 even minutes after their slated start time. Polly, have you seen this? And the, the the outrage against it. Yes. Uh, I saw quite the outrage over the start time today. Well, Sunday. We're recording yeah. Sunday. Over right. the Sunday game. Yes. Uh, and all I have to say to that is I that, that makes me so happy <laughs> that people <laughs> are pissed off about this. Like, Will you guys chill the fuck out for a second? Like, what do you really have to do that, like, 25 minutes is going to... I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. It may seem like a big deal at the time that you have something to do or something, but it's really not. It's not a big deal. 25 minutes is not a big deal. Um, You know, from somebody who's chronically late to everything. Polly, when was the last time you saw me on time for literally anything? Never. Right. You know why? Because I am a genius who commands respect and everyone else should know that. 
and you know, so many bosses have told me, you know, you gotta be on time to work. Uh, I told them to go fuck themselves for the exact reason that, you know, genius respect all that. Um, and that they should know that and just be confident that the work's going to get done. In fact, it's going to be great. It's going to be the best work you've ever seen. Uh, so I've been fired a lot um, <laughs> <laughs> by people and organizations who are, you know, just rum dum trash. But hey, their loss, their loss. Uh, <laughs> you know, now I work for a good company, doesn't really give a fuck and uh, I'm killing it. So to all the, t- the Twitter teddy whiners out there, you guys need to just crack a beer and chill out. I love the late starts. You know why? Because... I have to sit down uh, and, you know, get things ready and, you know, a couple minutes before maybe I'm there, maybe pr- probably generally late. So I don't miss anything. It's perfect for me. Uh, you know, today or Sunday, I got to, um, you know, come in a little early, maybe 10 minutes early, doze off for about 20 minutes and then kind of, uh, you know, the the <laughs> noise started and like kind of snapped to real quick out of a little little quick nappy and um boom wide awake for game time uh talk about a cat nap uh i hear bill clinton was a big proponent of cat naps so you know you people who are bitching about this i bet you're the people that go to like parties early and sober <laughs> you're the worst <laughs> You're the worst. You're supposed to go to parties like late and be the, like, if you're, if you're cool, you go to parties, it's like, you know, half an hour late, 45 minutes late and you already got a good buzz cook cooking. So you can just hop right into the fray. All right. Being the weird per- first person there, completely stone cold, sober, man, you're just helping set up and stuff. It's uh, it's sad. You don't, you don't want to be that person. Am I right, Polly? Or am I right? From your perspective, you are right. <laughs> what? From my perspective? Oh, well, all right. Offer a counter. Is there another perspective? Because um, I can't see one. Is there another perspective? Well, I guess I, I have two things to say. One, uh, time is a social construct. So, <laughs> Exactly. Uh, you know. You're exactly right. Fuck time. <laughs> exactly. And then two is there are no truths, only perspectives. Now, uh, those are just some wisdom pieces that, you know, Paulie is throwing at you today. Uh, but, you know, you know, first of all, it's very, it's, it's very uh, arrogant of you. Someone has to be there to get the party started. So, quote unquote, <laughs> cool guys like you can come in when the party's already rolling. Well, you could argue that the party really doesn't start until I get there. So, perspective. Exactly. But, you know, um, you know, we were talking about this earlier before the show. Yeah. What what do you expect when they're on? It's on the big NBC. It is the show for the day. I mean, look at football when NBC covers it. They're not starting right when they have the time slot. They're stretching it out. They're giving them giving themselves a chance to, you know, enjoy the sound of their own voices. They're getting more commercials in, you know, this is what happens when the game is on network NBC, you know, like everybody gets this freaking channel 
they're going to make sure they get their exposure out there and get their money's worth. Right. And it's mostly commercials and <clears throat> just some like eye candy FaceTime of Patrick Sharp. So, you know, yeah, check in on old Pat, Pat Sharp, you know, looking good as usual. And then, uh, doze off, wake up, pucks dropping, like chill out, relax, have a beer, enjoy your life. Don't, you know, plan a little bit more time around hockey. I think everybody could, everybody could take that, um, that advice, plan a little bit more time around hockey and you'll be a happier person. Um, (laughs) but like people on, on the internet were just like, irate about it. Like it ruined their fucking life. (laughs) Come on. Like you still got to watch hockey. Yeah. It started a little late. You will literally weren't, I mean, you could lie and say you got shit to do and whatnot. That's not the case. That's not the case. Uh, no, it's not, you know, our buddy uh, Grant Chung uh, on the Hockey Podcast Network, who reps the Blackhawks, uh, hungry for Hawks talk. He uh, he was bitching. He's bitching up a storm, and he said that he needs to go to work. And okay, I get that. That does suck, but mm-hmm. is it enough for me to do? Uh, you know, to 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 take to the internet. And really, like, tag, like, NBC, like, they give a flying fuck about what you think. Uh, right. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, so, everybody who's bitching, uh, you're making me laugh, but uh, it's getting a little old. So, nothing, that, no, there is no petition you can sign, you know. I would have more respect for you if you actually wrote a handwritten angry letter and sent it into NBC versus just tagging them on Twitter. <laughs> so go ahead, write that letter and send it on in. And uh, good luck with that futile struggle. But <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, until then, just know that they say that many of the more intelligent people on Earth are chronically late. Uh and I believe that because that describes me. So, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's why uh, I think that's a great explanation of why people are late because they're just smarter than everybody else. Um, you know, you you can. I'm not going to cite all of the studies that have been done, but you can go and Google that, uh, and then you know, you'll know. You'll know that I'm just smarter than everybody, and the reason that I'm late is because I'm smarter than everybody, not because I lost track of time, um, you know. Seriously, though, Polly, it is a fucking problem for me, and I I cannot help it, though. So I do honestly think that there's something wrong with me, but, like, I don't think that it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, I mean... You know, some people might just think it's like rude, uh, right? But I don't know. I think it is absolutely a problem for you. Uh, I, I don't know how you. I don't know how you break that cycle. Uh, but I just. I think it's who you are. Yeah, um, a genius, right? Because that's what they say. People who are later geniuses, and that's me. I don't know how many times I have to keep telling everyone this, but 
Uh, I'm just lucky because I found a place where a, a place of work that doesn't really care if I'm when I work or you know as long as I don't miss any meetings, which I haven't. So yet, yet. <laughs> no, I generally don't. But you know, uh, enough about me and my genius and be how being late is a good thing. Uh, I think we should get into our ad read. <laughs> Because uh, we have just bullshitted far too long on this. What do you think? Yeah. All right, folks. Here's the promo for for our boys at the Habs Nightly podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, you know what? I'm I, just I, so I, heated because of what what you're telling me. Because I I do not want to live in a world <laughs> in a world where a craft dinner is the fucking substitute to a good macaroni. You're putting powder. No, no, no. Mac- macaroni, as you call it, is a substitute for candy. God. <laughs> oh my God! Go to go to Italy. If you ask, open some fucking no, 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 no. If you ask any Canadian, would they rather have macaroni or KD? They will tell you KD is the best. It is superior. It is a fucking national treasure. And it is the greatest dish in Canada. I'm Mason Dixon, a Habs fan stuck in Leafs country, with my co-host Corey, a southern beauty trapped deep in the bayous of Louisiana. With over 2,500 kilometers of separation, we've still managed to come together to give you Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. While I don't know what a kilometer is, I do know Habs hockey. Don't let the 10-year age gap or distance fool you. We bleed Blue Blanc every week, and we're known to serve up hot takes along with our unique charm. Join us every Monday and Thursday for Hockey Talk, Ref Rage, and your daily dose of Southern ignorance. Only on the Hockey Podcast Network. Katie is the superior macaroni and cheese. Get the fuck out of here. You put Um, ketchup on your fucking macaroni, you nasty kid. Yes, I fucking do. This has been Habs Nightly. You guys have a great night. <laughs> Good stuff, Caps fans. If you're into hearing about the Montreal Canadiens and being a Quebecois, definitely um, give Habs Nightly a check out on the Hockey Podcast Network. They're the best. Now, Polly, I'm a little hungry. Should we play? I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I got something something for you to feast on or to snack on. <laughs> All right, here we go. Mmm. It's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. All right, folks. So it is Black History Month. Um, And so for the final two snack times of the month, I am going to split up a little breakdown of the 11 black players who have played for the Washington Capitals. Uh, I've been tweeting 
from our account, uh, you know, a couple tweet thread just breaking down their their career a little bit and their time at the Capitals. And so if you check out our Twitter page on non-Capitals game days, I've been putting some of them out there. Um, and so I will start with our first guy. So wait, wait, uh, so are these going to go in chronological order? T- tell us a little yeah. more. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go in chronological order. Um, you know, in the, the caps, you know, you, you could just, you could search Washington capitals, black history, Washington capitals, black players, uh, you know, anything along those lines. And you'll find that they, uh, they pretty much put something out every year in February and it it gives you, you know, information on these guys and what they did while they were playing and what they've done since. And, um, you know, it's, it's pretty good stuff. And and the, uh, the capitals have done well as an organization to, to reach out to, uh, uh, whole different kinds of people. And, um, I think it's good that they're honoring, the diversity in their history. And so we just want to follow suit and help highlight these trailblazing athletes. Sweet. Let's do it. All right. So um, the first guy, believe it or not, was in the inaugural season. Uh, Mike Marson. He was from Scarborough, Ontario. So probably pretty close to Toronto. He, uh, he was drafted in 1974. He's the Washington Capitals' second ever draft pick. He was in the second round, first overall, uh, first pick, so he's 19th overall. Uh, in addition to being a member of the inaugural Washington Capitals team, he was the first black player in franchise history and only the second in NHL history. So uh, Willie O'Ree was in the 50s, and then it took until 1974. Uh, Mike Marson, he uh, he had you know a pretty decent career. He um, he had 196 games played for 48 points. He had two game-winning goals and 233 penalty minutes. He actually scored a hat trick in um, in the preseason of his rookie year. Nice. Uh, you know, so he he came in and he had an impact. Um, it was his first preseason game that he had the hat trick. Uh, he made the team out of training camp, and his first regular season game was October 9th, 1974, which was the Washington Capitals' first ever regular season game. Uh, you know, absolute trailblazer. You know, and, and just the the fact that he almost put in 200 games shows you know he was he was a valuable guy. He he, he was wanted. He had two game-winning goals, so, you know, this guy was a contributor. Yeah, no doubt. I, I had no idea that uh, the that black, or, uh, that the Caps had a uh, person of color on their inaugural team. That's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, and so this next fact will blow your mind as well because in that same season, Bill Riley debuted for the – Washington Capitals. He's the third black player in NHL history, and he was the second for the Capitals in that first season. Um, he's from Nova Scotia, so uh, seeing as how there were only a couple 
other black players in history. It's not that far of a stretch that he was the first black Nova Scotian in NHL history. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had four seasons with the Capitals. He played a fifth in Winnipeg. Um, in addition to his NHL career, he was a Calder Cup champ- champion with the Mon- Moncton Hawks. I don't think they're a team anymore. Right. Um, but in the in the NHL, he played 139 games, 31 goals, 30 assists, 320 penalty minutes, and three game-winning goals. Um, he, he bounced around. He, he um, in his you know five years of hockey, he played NHL and AHL. In addition to his his Calder Cup, he spent some time with the Capitals AHL Hershey. So he's uh, you know really in there with the played for multiple parts of the organization is right. what I was trying to say, <laughs> um, and he. One of the facts that I found about him is that he built the QMJHL franchise Moncton Wildcats. So I took that as, uh, well, yeah, he's the coach and GM of the Wildcats in 97, 98. So in addition to being uh, you know, only the third black player in NHL history, he helped create um, a juniors team in the town where he won the Calder Cup. So in addition to being a an amazing player and trailblazer, he is a builder of the game. Sweet. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's just our first season as a franchise right there. Right. Two yeah, guys. That's crazy. Um, <clears throat> you know, obviously they're, they're, <laughs> I think that at this point, the, the game, uh, I feel like that, that's, uh, that's definitely a rarity. You know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely. Especially back then. So, awesome. And so we move on to the next guy on our list, and that's Reggie Savage. He's a Montreal – what's that? What a name. Right? Yeah, that's scary, man. (laughs) uh, It just sounds like an athlete. uh, He's from Montreal, uh, Quebec. He was 15th overall selected by the Capitals in 1998. Um, Even though he was such a high draft pick, he actually didn't have a whole lot of games in the NHL. He played 34 games in the NHL, 17 with the Capitals, and 17 with Quebec. Uh, He debuted with the Capitals on February 5th, uh, 1991. In his NHL career in points total, he had 34 games, five goals, seven assists, 28 penalty minutes. Um, even though he didn't have the most uh, illustrious or successful NHL career, mm-hmm. you know, he spent time in the AHL, the IHL, the UHL, and the ECHL. So he had 705 professional games, 309 goals, 239 assists, and uh, in the 89 World Juniors for Team Canada, nine points in seven games. So, you know, uh, I think some people may think he only played 34 games in the NHL and he was a fifth, uh, 15th overall pick. He's a bust. 
And, you know, I, I just don't think that's fair given the fact that, you know, even in 88, he's still trailblazing. You know, the guys today are still trailblazing. So the fact that he carved out a 705 professional game career, I think is, is, is pretty impressive. Yeah, with 500 right. points, hundred, almost 100 more goals and assists. So he was obviously a finisher. Uh, yeah. Had that finishing talent. So uh, definitely um, interesting for sure. And, you know, yeah, maybe it was an early draft pick that never really panned out into the uh, NHL, but definitely a long career as a pro. Yeah, and I can tell you this, as a hockey player, if I got to retire and those were my stats – 705 pro games over 500 points i'd feel very successful yeah no doubt no doubt um and you know pretty pretty cool fact about him is he's one of the very few people to score his first nhl goal on a penalty shot interesting it was against the north stars on november 18th 1992 um so there's there's another uh special achievement Absolutely. that he had in his career. Um, sorry, I got to get back to my list here. Uh, oh, next. We all know this guy, Anson Carter. Uh, I think he was on TV today. Well, Sunday. Um, yeah, I got a little bit of different hairstyle now, but then his playing days. Yeah, he had, he had uh, quite the, the dreads back in the day. Um so he's a he's a Toronto native, and he was drafted in the tenth round, fourth pick, two hundred twentieth overall in nineteen ninety two by Quebec. Um, actually, interesting. I found in an article: uh, Quebec slash Colorado never actually really made an offer to him, um, and he, you know, he had said that it. His diversity is probably the reason that it didn't come through, but you know, luckily he was able to get past that, and he he made it into the NHL. He, he debuted with the Capitals in 1996. Um, he actually played two stints for the Capitals, 19 apiece in each game. So uh, total with the Caps, he had eight goals, seven assists, and uh, he had a game-winning goal as well. But the, the the majority of his success actually came with other teams. Uh, he had 674 professional games played, 202 goals, 219 assists, 229 penalty minutes, 36 game-winning goals, and one of those was an overtime goal. Uh, in the playoffs, he, he had uh, 17 points in 24 games. So, uh, you know, he really... He was a big contributor during his career, you know. So when you when you hear him talking in intermission, he sure as hell knows what he's talking about because he's been there and he's done that. Yeah, I mean, I think Anson Carter is one of the um, you know earliest skill guys that was non-white. I think that I remember uh, in you know me growing up as you know I'm 33, so back in the day. Uh, and it's interesting because I almost forgot like that he w- he played for the Caps because he only did two stints, like you said, one year at a time, uh, nineteen games each, and it was kind of just like a, just a stop for him, but uh, yeah. a cup of coffee, if you will. Um, 
but man, his overall, I remember him probably the most and it's probably just mostly because of, uh, the timing of it all and like my age, but I remember him most as a ranger and being pretty dominant on that front. So, uh, absolutely a contributor. And, uh, I, Anson Carter is actually like one of the earliest, uh, people of color that I've ever remember playing in the NHL. So that's a good one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and actually in addition to his career or his NHL professional career, he is, he was an AHL all-star actually two-time player of the week as well. He won a gold medal in with the 1994 World Juniors team where he had uh, three goals and two assists in seven games. He, in college, was very, very dominant. He had 106 goals and 72 assists in 156 games. So 1.14 points per game. Um, he was all-conference first team uh, twice, second team once, and he was a finalist in 1995 for the Hobie Baker, which is basically the Heisman College Hockey. And And he wears the C, right? He's wearing the C in this picture. Yeah, yeah. So he was a captain in college, and then in uh, world championships. So in addition to winning the gold in juniors when he was in his pro career, he won the gold with Canada in 97 and 03, and he won scorer of the tournament in 03. So, uh, and he's got an A there. Um, so, awesome. again, not just a trailblazer, but a, a vital part of every team he played for. Sure. Crazy. Would have been nice if he spent some more time with, uh, with Washington, though. Yeah, absolutely. So who's next? Um, and number four is Jason. I think it's pronounced Doig. Yeah, Jason. Uh, Doig. Yeah. So he, um, Montreal Canadian. He was drafted thirty fourth overall, ninety five by Winnipeg. He spent two seasons in in Washington, oh two, oh three, oh three, oh four. Played one hundred and twenty games, five goals, fourteen assists, two hundred and thirteen penalty minutes, one game winning goal. Yeah, he. I think he was he was more of a, a physical bruiser guy. Yeah. He ended up he ended up with six goals and eighteen assists in his one hundred and fifty eight uh game career and two hundred and eighty five penalty minutes. So the majority of his stats were with the Avalanche or I'm sorry, the Avalanche were with the Capitals. Um I think I but well, I've seen some nice nice fights of his. Yeah. And um Yeah, Doig think- Doig fought a lot. Uh <laughs> I remember him too. I actually, he's in, he's on the poster in my, in the studio here. Um, him and I think the next guy that you're going to talk about, but, uh, but yes, big dude, physical, uh, rowdy, loved him. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot like any other enforcer before he got to the NHL, he was a stud in, in younger hockey. So in 1995, 96, he was voted the Guy LaFleur Trophy Most Valuable Player in the Playoffs of the QMJHL. Um, and he was a 1997 world champion uh, or world juniors champion with Team Canada. And in 2000, he helped Hartford win a Calder Cup. So he pretty, uh, pretty much won it all except the Stanley Cup here. Right. 
And uh, so the final person I'm talking about today is Mike Greer. He, hold on, I gotta, I'm working off of. Mike Greer is also on the, um, on this poster here. And uh, he was a little bit more of a skilled guy, but uh, I remember watching him play when, uh, you know, I was in high school and uh, a lot of admiration for him. Definitely. Uh, and and he, here's the, the, the funny part is that he, he wore my number. So, or I wore his number probably is a better way to put it is uh, yeah. five. <laughs> so uh, definitely, um, definitely an awesome, uh, awesome time to remember that good memories. Yeah. So he, um, uh, so obviously you have an Oh three Oh four poster, right? Oh two Oh three. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was with the, yeah. All right. So Mike Greer, he's a Detroit, Michigan native. I think he's the first American that I've mentioned. Um, he was drafted 1993 by St. Louis, 219th overall. He played all 82 games for the Capitals in 0203 and then 68 games in 0304. Um, and he was traded, I believe. Um, with the Caps, he played 150 games. He had 23 goals, 29 assists. Two of those were game winning goals, and he had three shorthanded goals with the Capitals. Yeah, I was an awesome skater, and I remember him being pretty speedy. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> interesting that he only played a couple. I feel like he was so much more, I don't know, man. Like, I, I guess time cha- time definitely gets warped when you think back, especially to my high school years. Uh, but, man, uh, yeah, I, I definitely remember. I thought he would. he was around longer. I mean, I knew he was a short stint, but I didn't think it was just like a year year and a half really yeah and you know his so he had a 14 season career and you know only two of those were with washington obviously um he carved out 1060 games and he had 162 goals 221 assists he had 20 shorthanded goals 26 game winning goals uh Prior to making the pros, he was on Team uh, USA in the 1995 World Juniors, and he played three years for BU in a heck of a college career. When he was in college, uh, they were they won their their conference. They were Hockey East champions in '94. In '95, they were champion, uh, you know, national champs. Hockey East champs. He was a first-team All-American. A Walter Brown. He won the Walter Brown Award, and he was a Hobie Baker finalist. And to pile on top of that, uh, his rookie year, he finished eighth in Calder Trophy votes, and he was uh, with Team USA for the World Championships bronze medal in '04. Um, he's the first a thousand game. On this list, I believe mm-hmm. on this list there's two. Um, but that's a heck of a team that he was with in uh, 02 through 04. He was there. That was, that was the Yager time, wasn't it? Yeah, and so it's it's crazy. So like, okay, this is 
probably. Uh, so he was, like you said, he was like with the Oilers, gets drafted, does really well, makes a name for himself after several years with the Oilers. Uh, but this is, you know, the dark ages of the Oilers. You know, they're still trash, pretty bad, at least. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely not like the Gretzky Oilers, right? Um, <clears throat> and Greer and Chris Simon had this, like, racially charged disagreement. And Chris Simon uh, used his stick to hit Greer in the head with this Uh and Chris Simon played for the Caps as a big, you know, kind of like a, a, a legend as far as a pugilist along with had like some scoring flair as well. Um, and so both ways, I guess it was said something about, you know, Greer antagonizing Simon and Simon in saying something racist to Simon and Simon saying something racist back. Um, but it's funny because like the, the next year, in, in 02, you know, he was, Greer was traded to the Caps and, you know, still had a, had put up good numbers, but Simon was on his way out and uh, ended up being traded to Chicago after only playing 10 games in 02, 03. Uh, the Caps at that point were, you know, had delusions of grandeur. They had just signed Yager. Um, you know, they had, they, they got Ole in his prime or, or close to, but, you know, of course, in true Caps fashion, didn't didn't work out. Um, God, I probably went to a couple of playoff games there and during that time too. But um, interesting enough, I don't think Chris Simon is on this poster. Jeff Halpern is though. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, That's you a- look at this post. I'm sorry, you look at this poster that I'm looking at, and a lot of it's, like, depressing if the Caps had never won a cup. But now that they have, it's just hilarious because Randy Carlisle, Glenn Hanlon, and Bruce Cassidy were the fucking coaches. So weird. Hockey's weird. Well, I just looked up that um, situation you were talking about. Yeah. Um, they, 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 ex- they exchanged some very unfortunate comments back and forth, and... Apparently, Simon flew to Toronto to apologize to Greer. Yeah. Um, oh, it got. But yeah, I mean, it got dealt with properly. Like people said, sorry. I mean, it was um, unfortunate that it happened. I'm not like trying to pile on here. That's for sure. But it's. I didn't. I, I don't know. I, it was just an interesting uh, kind of bit of drama that I completely had forgotten about until I looked it up. Yeah. Well, so. Um, you know, that's more than half, you know, because there's not an even number here. But so we're, we're at 55%-ish of, uh, of the, the black players who have played for the Washington Capitals. So next week I'll get more into it. And by the time this is dropped, I will have almost completely – well, spoiler alert. I think I will have tweeted everyone except – the Stanley Cup champions. All right. Well, then, hell yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is a great place to stop because, uh, you know, we're getting into the modernist, the more modern era uh, with Mike Greer, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing who's next, man. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, tune back in and learn some more black history, capitals history, just 
history. Which Polly is a huge fan of. Yeah, I, uh, I am actually, uh, my, my wife subscribed to this site that, um, you get copies of historic letters sent to you. So, Oh my God. (laughs) To this, to this point, I've gotten a letter that was written by George Washington one that was written by James Monroe to Thomas Jefferson and one that was from Amelia Earhart to President Roosevelt about her plans to fly around the world. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, saucy. It, that's been super cool to read. And luckily they typed everything up because cursive. I mean, I can read cursive, but cursive used to almost be a whole. It was like hieroglyphics, man. <laughs> a couple hundred, a couple hundred years ago. Okay, yeah, I cursive, didn't know that. Cursive was tough, no doubt. All right, well, Caps fans, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, a little bit of a more chill episode this week, and uh, you know, last last week was obviously Carl Olsner. So check that out if you would like. If you want to hear what Carl's up to, uh, definitely has a natural knack for this podcasting stuff. So we we'll hope to get him on again, but. Paul, if you got nothing else, I think that we should cut this thing off. Um, let's beat Buffalo. Hopefully, we're looking for a two-game win streak. Absolutely. Well, Caps fans, let's hope uh, we fo- hope we start off with some wins, and and we're gonna finish finish the rest of the time off or rest of the week off with an undefeated record, turning the bus around until Monday. Or Sunday if you watch the live stream like a, like a champ. Uh, we'll see you then. Hey Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Trip podcast. Repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.